Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday, everyone. Thanks for joining me tonight for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating coach, matchmaker, and founder of singleinthecity.ca. What does dating look like as we start to get back to some sort of normalcy? How can you prepare yourself to get back out there? Well, I have a feeling that with the help of tonight's guest, we will be able to give you a little insight to help you date successfully as we hopefully move past COVID. DM Woods is one of the top dating coaches for 2021, an HBCU graduate of Howard University with more than 10 years of coaching and advising experience. He has a knack uh, for speaking into the lives of others and creating the needed catalyst for change. DM has quickly become the premier coach for singles of all ages by inspiring, advising, and motivating singles to manifest the partner of their dreams. Tonight we're going to be discussing the changes um, of this new dating landscape, dating with intention, and what you should be mindful of as you get back out there, and how to deal with rejection. Thanks for joining me tonight, DM. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to be here. Now, DM is another one of my clubhouse friends. He has been playing a big part in the success of the Single in the City Club on Clubhouse. With over 40,000 listeners in less than 12 weeks, the Single in the City Club is paving the way for audio-based connections all over the world. Love you, DM. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my studio. I'm so happy to have you here. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for the invite, Laura. Of course. So, first of all, dating is going to be a little difficult, right? As many of us try to get back out there, especially if you haven't been actively dating over the past year and a half. How do you think that we can know if we're ready to start getting back out there and meeting people again after being less socially active than normal? You know, it's so funny because in every market, dating has been completely different. For example, in Atlanta, we're we're joking uh, around about Atlanta is the city that never closed uh, during the impact, and that's the area that I'm in. So I think you're going to have mixed results, but at the end of the day, in your heart, you know by that feeling that you have as things start to open up in each independent city that you're connected to. So you have to really be in tune with your heart and how you really feel and be honest about that. Yeah. And 2020 for, for most, I think was a year for self-reflection. Did the pandemic teach you how to love yourself more than anyone else as you know, um, you can't find love with someone else without loving yourself first. And I think it's important to check in with yourself on an emotional level as well. Like, are you ready to put your heart out there? Does the thought of going on dates give you anxiety, you know, or scare you? Um, and if so, then maybe you just need a little more time. But, but you want to make sure, too, that you're giving yourself permission to take your time and only get yourself back out there when you feel ready. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. you got to give yourself grace. I will say 2020 taught me a crap load. But you have to remember in each lesson that life gives you that life is happening for you and not to you. So always look for the positive impacts and the learning lessons, no matter what the experience is. I love that. Now, 
Um, okay, so when people do decide to get back out there again, right, um, and they're ready to meet new singles, it's so important to focus more on dating with intention, right? It's so important, more now, I think, than before. Why do you think it's important to do so? Like, what can happen if you are not dating with intention? So this is a thing, right? And I'm big on on the universe, right? And with universal laws, it doesn't matter, you know, what you believe. But, you know, no matter what it is, if you believe in God, God created the universe. There are universal laws. If you don't believe in that, there's laws such as gravity, and that's extended through all areas of life. Right. So the, the aspect of giving and receiving, if you look, you'll find, et cetera, et cetera. What I will say is this. Um, you should have a desire to be intentional in every aspect of your life. If you are not, if you are not controlling your life, something else is. We have freedom of choice and freedom of decision. So when you're not making the decisions for yourself, more often than not, the people that are around you are making those decisions. And some of them may not have the best, you know, things mm-hmm. in mind when it comes to you. Yeah, yeah. so, so true. Uh, okay, so let's talk about dating with intention and, and what that looks like. Maybe we can give um, some tips. Do you want to start or should oh, I? Yeah. yeah, most definitely. The first thing is you have to know what you want. Mm-hmm. So important. Knowing what you want is two parts. It's knowing an idea of like the person you want to be with and knowing what that looks like. But it also is what is that person's personality? What is that person like to do? What what's the 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 essence of that person? And then knowing who you are. You gotta answer those two questions first. Yeah, so figure out what's important to you. What are your values? Uh, And your values may include things like a work-life balance, uh, your health, your wellness, your spirituality, maybe your political beliefs, uh, your family, you know, time alone, your friendships. And when you know who you are and what you value and you believe in, you'll be able to express yourself with more confidence. and you don't want to change who you are for anybody, right? Like, like you, I used to be that person. I used to, they'd be like, I love rock and roll. Oh, you know, if I really liked the guy, I'd be like, oh, I love rock and roll too. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't like rock and roll. <laughs> Wait, I don't like dancing. Well, I don't like dancing either. Meanwhile, like, I love dancing, right? So it's so important um, not to change who you are for anybody. Oh, um, and 100%. Then, yeah, and then you want to write down or reflect on all of the qualities that you want in, in a partner and relationship. Are, are you a big fan of that, writing things down? Because I am. I know that I, I, when I write things down, things begin to happen. If I don't, like it's harder for me to process, right? So really spend time on this and then make sure that these, that these wants and expectations are honored and reflected throughout the entire dating process. So how do you feel about writing things down? So there's a big debate on, you know, whether you should write something down or whether you should have a there list. Is? But you're, yeah, it is. You know, a lot of people may say, well, you shouldn't write it down or I don't want to write it down. Listen, when you write down that list, you are literally making a map. 
You're making a map of where you want to go, the person that you are looking for. You brought up something earlier where you were talking about work-life balance, health, family, time alone, values. Living with intention and dating with intention is finding someone that aligns with those items. When you write it down, you have an ability to bring clarity to your situation. Tony Robbins, huge, huge fan of him. He says, if you're in your head, you're dead. If you're constantly trying to think and mash in your mind, things constantly move around. But when you write something down on paper, it becomes a solitary target. It's there. The words don't move around. It doesn't shift. When you write a number down, it doesn't start to change when you write it on paper. So that's where you want to start. So I'm a huge fan of writing something down because you're essentially mapping your destination of your target and where you want to be. Yes, I agree. And pick dating apps or sites that are more geared towards what you're looking for. So, for example, some apps are more geared towards hookups and others are more geared towards relationships. Some cater uh, more to different age groups. Some are more marriage-minded. Make sure to include your wants and needs in your profile. Are you a big fan of that? Because I am as well. I mean, if you're looking for a long-term relationship, make it known. This is not you being needy or wanting too much. And if if a a match or a potential partner questions this or makes a big deal about it, then, then on to the next. I mean, that's their own stuff, and it's not a reflection of you. Um, and then look out for red flags. Are there any red flags? Ask, ask about them or, or just trust your gut. But don't feel like you have to go on a date or, or meet a person if it doesn't feel right to you. Um, and also, like, one other thing I'll say is, is to make your intentions clear while you are messaging or texting or getting to know somebody. It's okay to share exactly what you're looking for and want. Something like, you know, you might want to say something like, I'm looking for something that has the potential to be long-term and serious. And, again, if that scares someone away, then that's on them, right, Deanne? That's on them. It's not the right person. You need to just move on. If somebody asked you what you were looking for and then they expressed to you exactly what you were looking for, would you be turned off by that? No, because they're looking for what you're looking for. If it's something different or a different type of way that you believe in doing it, they would be turned off. So you got to be authentic to who you are and unapologetic about what you're looking for because everything is out there. You just got to be real to find it. Exactamento. We are going to continue our conversation on dating with intention when we come back after this break. Don't go anywhere. Back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bilotta, with tonight's guest, D.M. Woods, one of my friends and one of the top dating coaches for 2021, talking about the importance of dating with intention. Let's jump right back in. So that's what we were discussing before the break. So another way of dating with intention 
is to set boundaries. So let's talk about the importance of setting boundaries, Dan. Why is it so important? When, when you set boundaries, what, what that boils down to, because some people may not even understand what that means, right? It's about your authentic nature and about what you want. If you don't desire to have sex into a certain time, that's who you are authentically. That's a boundary. If you don't believe in, you know, partying during the week, but your, your person does, that's your authentic boundary. So it's about being authentic about who you are. So if you're authentic about who you are, you will find someone that also appreciates that. Every pot has a lid in the universe that we live. You just have to find that person. But you won't find that person if you're being inauthentic. You'll just find a temporary situation. I totally agree. Um... And it's so important to set boundaries and to teach people how to treat you. And if something doesn't feel right, I mean, don't waste your time, right? That's one of the issues and problems with online dating or dating in general is we, I feel like people stay in the wrong situation way too long. So don't, so don't stay in a situation that doesn't feel right. You want to leave that situation. I mean, if someone can't respect your boundaries, then that is a big sign. I mean, that's a huge red flag, and that's a sign that they may not respect your boundaries in the future. And for example, like if you have no interest in sleeping with them or being intimate with someone, you know, when you first meet them and and they're putting that pressure on, then you can leave that situation, you know, or or tell them first and tell them how you feel, set those boundaries. And again, if they're not on board, then they're just not the right person for you. And I also think too, like throughout this process, you want to remind yourself and make sure that you are giving yourself, you know, these daily pep talks, right? You know, practice that positive self-talk. Like, I am deserving of a kind and loyal partner. Uh, I won't settle for anything less than what I deserve in a relationship. How do you feel about that, like the, 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 the pep talks? Are you a big fan of that, DM? Yeah, you, you have to do what works for you. And, and pep talks works for a lot of people. You know, it, this is what I'll say, right? You know, when you get to the point of where you're willing to sacrifice who you are, you start to lose pieces of who you are. And one day, you possibly may wake up not knowing who you are and where and how you got where you are. So you have to really start with beating that. And it's a scarcity mentality. It's a scarcity mentality to move away from your boundaries, not to be authentic, or to try to just make it work with someone because you feel like this is as good as it's going to this is as good as it's going to get. I implore you not to do that. Put in the work, put in the time, put in the energy to live the life of your dreams. But don't just settle. Don't settle. Yeah. And don't get blinded by chemistry. Chemistry is wonderful, but you oh need. Oh my God, Laura, right? that is a bomb. Oh, geez. That's a whole topic. Right, exactly. You need chemistry and compatibility. Oh. Uh, yeah, in a relationship. It's, I, I think you need compatibility over chemistry, to be honest, but I think you need a little bit of both for sure. <laughs> Now, nerves. I'll say this. I'll say this really quick, right? 
So yeah. compatibility is the glue. Compatibility is the glue. Because if you have chemistry, but no compatibility, it's like, you know, you, you don't really have it to, to, for it to stay long term, right? But this is what I'll say really quickly. There's four parts to this. There's attraction, there's sexual chemistry, there's emotional chemistry, and there's compatibility. You can even have three of those, but if you don't have that compatibility, you don't have a long-term situation. I totally agree. While compatibility can work without chemistry, chemistry cannot work without compatibility. And if you have chemistry with no compatibility, the relationship can be quite tumultuous and volatile. I know. I've been in one before, and it was horrible. (laughs) So uh, now, okay, let's talk about, this is fun, nerves. Now, nerves are definitely going to come into play when it comes to meeting somebody new, right? And I mean, not always, but for the most part. And it may may feel a little bit like uh, dating again for the first time. Now, do you have any advice to help people get over those nerves? Because I do. Embrace them. <laughs> embrace them. You embrace know, them. Okay. Embrace them. And the reason why I say it, it's okay You know, the reason why you're nervous is because you feel like you might say the wrong thing or you might be awkward. Mm -hmm. But if a person has a good heart, sometimes that awkwardness can actually work to your benefit because they can just be just as nervous as you are. I agree. Um, And I think you have to realize, too, that being nervous and having jitters on a first date is completely normal. Because like what you said, they're probably nervous too. And, you know, we can expect that the first date is going to be this like spectacular display of fireworks. But um, <laughs> but I think, right, and like if your first date is not absolutely amazing but has positive moments, give that person another chance because they may have been nervous um, and not quite themselves. And then the second date may provide you with the opportunity to get to know get to know them a little bit better. How do you feel about that, giving second chances? I'm a big fan of that. So one of the one of the issues right now in the dating environment is we want this this Disney fairy tale where everything is just supposed to magically work out and it's being pushed by a lot of coaches out there. All life experiences are not like that. You may not have a mind-blowing first date it might it might not be but this is one of the issues right now with the current dating environment with so many individuals moving over into online dating and dating apps more than ever before almost everybody is on some type of dating app especially with the COVID situation that we went through with the pandemic the issue with that is due to that environment the swiping, the, oh, I feel like it's always going to be something else, it's always going to be something better, et cetera, dating has changed fundamentally because so many people are into this aspirational style of dating where only the best will win. And you can get punch drunk off of looking for the next best thing. So yeah. you've got to be careful with that. Called the paradox of choice. Reluctant to make Indeed. a choice because you always think something better is coming along. Yeah, dating like 10 people at once and um, being a part of like 10 different dating apps. It it just doesn't work out that well. I I always suggest two to three 
dating apps, Max? What do you suggest? So this is this is a this is where it it breaks down because I'm more I'm I'm a big coach on what works for that person. Some people can't do more than one. Yeah. Hmm? I, no, I that's fine. I mean, I I need to do more than one. I just feel like I I need to see more options than what one can provide me. Yeah, so, some some especially like people that are newer to dating or they have a high dating anxiety. Um, I might only recommend one dating app for them, especially for a person that doesn't want to give the time because dating apps are a time investment as well. And if you're only going to give 30 minutes a day or less than that within the week, you know, there may only be certain apps that work for you and certain other apps won't work for you if you choose not to sign in every day. So What's if you don't favorite? sign in to Bumble every day, um, my favorite Generally speaking, um, depending on your location, I would say in in the U.S. Um, would probably be Hinge. Generally speaking, but depending on the person and depending on the age and what that person is looking for, I may actually suggest other apps outside of Hinge. Right. Um, and if you're looking for uh, more of a serious relationship, I, I find a, a lot of people have had success with Match. Um, um, and I'm a big, I'm still a big fan of Tinder. I really am because I feel like oh, yeah. I, they have. It's the ocean. Yeah, they have the most daters are on Tinder, so everyone's on Tinder. Everybody's on Tinder. Everybody. <laughs> some people are on Tinder twice or three times. <laughs> okay, so and I just want to. Their mom is on Tinder too. Who is? Their mom is on Tinder, and their dad, and their grandpa. <laughs> I got <laughs> it. Baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> So I just want to continue our conversation with getting over the first-time date nerves. So what I always suggest to my clients is to wear clothes that you feel comfortable in. You want to make a statement, yes, but you also want to feel comfortable at the same time. And then mm. how do you feel about having a drink prior to the date? Because I always suggest having one drink to take the edge off. One drink, not three drinks, one drink. Again, then, it depends on the person. For me, for me. <laughs> some well, people, like their tolerance of might be one drink. You're <laughs> <laughs> six foot five, so one drink, I mean, do you even feel one drink? You know, for me, I don't I do not do the drinking. I do the music. So, okay. like, I get my energy up. I, I, I like I to play my music, and I like to, you know, get the jitters out by doing what works for you, you know, think about it. You know, if you go to a job interview, if you're just silent and you're just, you know, whatever, you got to loosen up a little bit, play some music, play some stuff to get your, your blood going. If you need to dance around the house, dance around the house, get your swag up and then go in. Um, but yeah. I believe you should have some type of routine. Yeah. So what you're mentioning is a great way to, you know, manage your stress level. So things like working out, of course, the day of working out, you know, listening to music, blowing a load, <laughs> taking a hot bath, making sure that you're clean and you feel your best before you get on that date. 
And another thing that I love too, and I and I teach my clients is to be prepared. So think of interesting things to talk about to avoid that awkward silence. Maybe have some funny stories ready. You don't want to memorize anything though, right? Um, but just have a good sense of what's going on in the world, and maybe have some questions on the tip of your tongue to help you with any awkward silence. Are you a big fan of visualization? Because I am as well. So I always tell them to visualize yourself on a date, having a good time, you know, and having a lot of this great back and forth banter. Visualization works for me. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm big on manifestation. So visualization is a huge part of that. I think that you should be prepared and you want to know exactly kind of what you're looking for. Don't go to the date with a notepad and a checklist, right? But be open, visualize, get relaxed, and be your best self. And that can be different for each individual person out there. So you know what relaxes you. Do that and enjoy the process. Dating with intention and the changing dating landscape is what we are discussing tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show. We have so much more coming up. Stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bilotta, your host with top dating coach D.M. Woods, and we are discussing the changing dating landscape. Let's get back at it. Now, D.M., Uh, One of the things that I think the past year and a half, has it been a year and a half? Well, almost, right? Um, Has really showed us is that um, we don't want to waste time without results. And a big part of this will be vetting potential partners to make sure that they could be a good fit for us before moving forward. So how can we vet these people without being too forward and and before, you know, before deciding to meet up with them? You don't want to be too forward, too pushy, but you also want to vet them at the same time. So how can we go about doing that from your perspective? So this, this goes into that, that, that preference, right? There's, in, there's different individuals out there, so you have to be true to who you are. Um, there are some individuals in the dating process that are very, very shy and very, very timid. Um, there are also other individuals that are like sharks in the water. They literally come there not with a physical checklist, but with like a mental checklist. And they may even have those before. So I say know who you are and know what you want, know what you're okay with. If you want to get some of the particulars out of the way before you see a person or invest time in, just figure out what you want and start looking for it. And if it doesn't work for someone else, it's okay. You don't necessarily have to change yourself, but there is a, a, a phrase of being palatable. So as long as you're palatable um, and you're being authentic to yourself and you know what you want, I think that's how you vet people. Preferably, I like to vet people based on a lot of the things that are very important to me. And what are, what are those? So mine is going to be value-based. 
Um, for me, I value education. Education is a huge thing for me. So the fact that I went to university, I also want to find another person that, you know, went to university. Um, I love, you know, the idea of family. Family is very sacred to me. Um, the, the sanctity of marriage is very sacred to me. So because I value that, I want somebody that also values it the way I do. So I'm looking for a person that's also never been married. Um, I've chosen not to have kids until I find my forever partner. Um, different situations may pop up and happen. Um, but for me, I want to partner with those same values. So I'm looking for a woman without children. Um, so I had to be able to be bold to say that because for the longest I didn't want to believe that. I didn't want to say that. I felt bad saying that because my mom was a single mother. So that goes back to setting your boundaries and being authentic to yourself. And it's okay to feel what you want. And it's okay to desire what you want. I love that. Yeah, I totally agree. 199%. <laughs> no, as we do. I'm working start- on that extra 1%, Laura. <laughs> Okay, so as we do start putting ourselves out there, connecting with new people online and in real life, um, and actually meeting people for the first time, like, what do you think are some of the things that we need to be mindful of? Mm. So, one, so we talk about that first date experience, right? That can look different from everyone else. But what I would say is it's all, it's, it's a mutual experience. It's a mutual experience. So you want to make sure that that person is comfortable and you're picking great places to get an opportunity to know someone. So I say that where you are and where that first date is can actually set the foundation for that experience. I think that's very important. Yeah, and setting boundaries, making sure that they respect your boundaries. I know we talked about this earlier, but it's so important. And move at a pace that you're comfortable moving in. What are some of your favorite first date ideas? So you always want to have in your, in your, your bag of dates some good lunch spots and some good dinner spots. I think that that's always there. So are you really a big fan of dinner on a first date? Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of dinner on a first date, especially like when you're meeting someone online. Like maybe if I set people up as a matchmaker, okay. But online, that can get quite expensive for the guys. So you're a fan of that? Well, I will tell you, personally, um, in 2017, I spent over $10,000 on dating alone. You did not. So every yeah everybody's everybody's budget is different. Now I haven't done that again since then. After I looked and I, I did my own audit, and I'm like, oh my god, I got a <laughs> right. So got to go yeah. natural for you. So if dinner may be the thing that that works out best for you, if you're a person with a busy schedule, you can't do it during the week. Some things are going on. Maybe dinner is going to be a good option because you want to see that person sooner than later. So it's a lot of things that kind of pop up. At the end of the day, I say have at least a lunch spot, have at least a, a dinner spot, maybe a sweet spot, a nice activity like a walk or, 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 or somewhere that you can go. But there's so many points to that. You want to be able to make it where if she is uncomfortable, if he's uncomfortable, they can leave at any particular time and make sure that it's a comfortable, mutual spot for both people. 
Yeah, I love the first date idea, uh, being a walk. I love that. Um, grabbing a, you know, now that it's summer, grabbing an ice cream, grabbing a coffee. Oh, yeah. Taking a stroll. And depending on the person, window, window you want to be authentic. So some people may not like those, but it's about what you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, going for coffee. I mean, you know, DM, I have that one-hour date rule. Mm-hmm. No. Right, and and then you because you can skip out if you don't like the person, and if you like like the person, then great. I mean, um, there will be another date. I mean, if it was mutual, right? So exactly, you know exactly. But you know your boundaries, though. That's the that's the important part. Know your boundaries. All right. Uh, don't let the fear of rejection hold you back from finding love. More on that after this break. We'll be right back. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey guys, it's Sunday night. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca with one of the top dating coaches for 2021, D.M. Woods. We are discussing the changing dating landscape. And now we're going to talk about rejection because I think it's so important to talk about this. Can't talk about it enough. Uh, Now, so many people have a strong fear of rejection that has held them back when it comes to dating, especially after struggling with dating over the past year and a bit. How can we start to get over this fear? D.M.? Rejection is protection. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. Rejection is protection. I'll say it again. Rejection is protection. <laughs> say it again. If somebody is if somebody's rejection is protection. <laughs> Look, if somebody is 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 rejecting you, right? We that rejection is the the hard way of looking at it. Somebody's just saying, "Look, we're not aligned. It's okay. Hey. You don't have to force it to work." They're just saying that we're not aligned, and that's okay. You don't want to force that. Trust me, you don't want to force it, because there's so many stories about the individuals that have. So embrace rejection. Embrace a lot of this, right? Dating is an experience. Sometimes it feels good. Sometimes it doesn't. But remember, it's life. It's dating happening for you and not just to you. I love that. And you have to remember that not everything in life is going to turn out the way that you want it to. But that doesn't mean that it's never going to turn out. And rejection can, and it's going to happen. I mean, it's a normal part of everyday life, and everybody experiences it. Everybody. So when rejection happens, whether it's it's coming from a partner, maybe it's your friend rejecting you, or someone that you don't even know, Don't avoid it, even if it hurts, even if it stings. Try to look at it as a meaningful experience that helps you learn more about yourself. And not everybody is going to like you. They're not. And that's okay. You can't be everybody's type. But just like you have a type, right, so do they. And that's what you have to keep in mind. And remember that you are worthy. And don't close yourself off to love because your match is out there. But you need to be open to it. 100%. 
100. 100% or 200%? <laughs> 199, 199. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a feeling that the dating landscape is going to look quite a bit different from what it was before the pandemic. What do you think dating is going to look like? And, and what are some of the changes that you've seen happening? Because I know we discussed this a little bit on the phone. Yeah, so the first thing you have to do is kind of look at what were the impacts of online dating and dating apps, just the initial impact, right? One of them is the paradox of choice. Mm-hmm. The next the next is going to be this aspirational dating. It's, it's always going to be something better, right? There's, the options are limitless. Individuals start to be a little bit more distant, not having a desire to connect, and you also get an experience from every type of person. Now, if you look at the percentage of singles that have used online dating, that has significantly went up over the years. In 2020, it exploded. People that were against using online dates, apps, the full experience, created profiles, a couple of profiles on different apps. So that energy is going to be magnified. Also, more people than ever are speaking out about these experiences And it's almost like a polarized environment of extremes right now with dating. What you're going to see is that this now is going to strengthen, double down, and unless you fully understand the market, what's going on, and the environment that we are in, it's going to be more frustrating and confusing than ever. Oh, boy, you're scaring me, Jan. Now, so the truth is... But if you know, it's okay. Okay, so the truth is, right, the dating rules are changing. There is no norm anymore. So, for example, ah. if if you're a lady and you're waiting for him to message first online or to ask you for that video date or phone call first or to reach out to you after a date or share his feelings first, you might be waiting a long time. Uh, a conservative approach... Oh may not get you the results that you want in 2021. <laughs> That's the way I see it. I agree. Yeah, but, but this is the thing. You're right, but it's going to be a it's going to be a significant mix because you're going to have individuals now that are going to be on one end of the spectrum and individuals that are going to be on the other and those opinions and energies have been maximized now. So that individual that doesn't want to do anything and he feels like you have to find him and prove yourself, that guy has now gotten stronger and doubled down. And the other guy that's out there being very polite and he wants to rule you and he wants to send you on a trip, and he, that guy's opinion and, and energy has gotten incredibly stronger as well. So we're going to be in a place of big extremes. I, oh, boy. And how do you feel about apps like Clubhouse where we met and, you know, clubs like Single in the City on Clubhouse are changing the, the dating landscape. So this is really interesting, right? 
now more than ever with this live audio drop-in application called Clubhouse, you're able to see the authenticity of a person, which is something that you haven't been able to get. On IG, on Instagram, you can make something. You can curate what you want. On a dating app, you can have someone else do it. You can't have someone else talk for you um, respectfully. You can do anything you want to, but your two words and how you feel are coming out, and the topics are so extreme sometimes, you have to be able to really be true to who you are. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right. So that concludes our episode. I appreciate you coming by. Where can we learn more about you? Uh, What do you have brewing, DM? So, look, if you have any dating questions, you want to text me. That's the best way to get in contact with me. And I text back, right? That's 404 737 one three oh one. Again, that's four oh four seven three seven thirteen zero one. If that's hard to remember, you can always find me on IG and that's dwoods.advisor. Or you can visit my website and even book a session, a one-on-one session. I'll be happy to help you. That's www.dwoodsadvisor, all one word, dot com. Hit me up, pull up on me. I'm ready to help, and let's get it done. Let's break out. Let's go. (laughs) Um, And if you're looking for love, you can check out my website, singleinthecity.ca. You can find me on Instagram, official Laura Bellotta, or on Clubhouse, Laura Bellotta. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Ciao for now.